What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to the 90 and 60 Plus podcast. It's been over a month since our last episode, scheduling conflicts and everything, but we are back, guys, to recap everything and anything about the world of football around the world. My name is Christian, and today we got the original crew back in the house. We have Aldo and Sol with us. Aldo, how you been, man? How's life been treating you? Oh, boys, is good. It's good to be back. It's been a long month. Uh, that felt more like a whole ass trimester for me. It's not talking with you boys, not talking footy. Uh, watching a lot of footy, but just not talking about it, digesting it like we should. I missed it. But how y'all doing? How y'all? How are you, Chris? Yeah, bro, I've been great. Like we said earlier, man, just been really busy with our own individual stuff going on. I'm a, you know, I got a full time job, full time student, and on top of that, I'm doing a lot of media coverage, play by play commentary and stuff for our soccer teams over at MSU Denver. So yeah, that's been keeping me busy. But no, man, everything's great. I'm in loving what loving what I'm doing. I'm enjoying it, having fun, just living day by day. But likewise to you, bro. I'm excited to be back on the podcast with y'all and be back with Soul as well, man. Soul, how you been, bro? How's everything in your life? Yo, I can't lie. I've been waiting for this, as you said, for over a month. We're all busy people. So, yeah, dude, I've just been waiting. Like, every week after, you know, the match match days were over, I'd be like, bro, I hope we can figure something out this week so we can talk. And then, you know, just life gets in the way. But nevertheless, I'm excited as ever, happy as ever. Nice. All right, guys. So let's not waste any more time. Let's, you know, skip everything we doing the intros with their biggest takeaways and whatnot. Let's just get right to the action. Let's just get right to the footy. I say we start in the Premier League, boys, because as we always do most episodes, we just start in the Prem. So, as, you know, let's not specifically cover any specific matches. Let's just kind of dive into the overall stories of the Prem so far. So where do you all want to start? Well, I will start with Man United and how bad they are. Like, I guess I want to ask Aldo, did you expect this or were you expecting something else, Aldo, from United? Because... I'll tell you, I'm surprised, man. I'm really surprised with how bad they are. Like, they just look bad. Like, even the two games, I think they won two games, at least that I've seen. They won versus, who was it, Wolves. And then they beat someone this past week, and then they Burnley, Burnley, both those games. They did not deserve those wins, if we're being honest. But yeah, like, how do you feel, though? What are your thoughts? From not going to lie, not going to lie, uh... I did not expect for United to start the way that they did. I mean, yeah, like you said, in that Wolves game, it was clear to see, you know, Wolves outplayed United. Even that game, I kind of felt United didn't deserve to win. But they got the win, and the win is a win. I can't argue that. But the next games after that, I mean, oh, my gosh, man. Now, I know injuries have, have come up. With United, but that's still no excuse. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to start the season this way when we've ended the season in a pretty, you know, high note, pretty high fashion. Um, now, in this really, I can't. This really showed me a lot too about the face of of you know some United fans out there. Like they're so. There's so many Plastic United fans out there already calling out for Ten Hag to be replaced, which that's just shameful because it shouldn't it shouldn't be like that. Ten Hag is still the man for the job, in my opinion. You know, it's a rough start, but yeah, like you said, recently they won against Burnley, uh, much better than how they played against Wolves. Not gonna lie, um, was it deserved? 
maybe not some others, but again, a win is a win. They played against Crystal Pass in the Carabao Cup, very convincingly, 3-0. Uh, Amrabat made his, made his football debut. And Amrabat's the type of player that we need, you know, and the type of character that we need more of. You know, he 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 was playing as left back, bro. <laughs> Amrabat is not a left back, and we don't know that. But he knows that when the team needs it, he, he'll play for the badge, and that's the type of characters we need. You know, even in the Champions League, the first game against Bayern, it was bittersweet for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, sure, Onana had a mistake. Uh, Dalo had the other mistake, defensive mistakes. But, but I think they held a pretty good game against United. Uh, I mean, against uh, Bayern. Not going to lie. So I am shocked that they started this way, but I know it's not going to continue that way. I know Ten Hag is going to turn it right back around. Uh, he's dealing with some, you know, situations. We got injuries. We got the Anthony uh, debacle. We got the Sancho incident. You know, I think Sancho just pretty much signed his own, you know, release form with, with, with what he did. But... But no, I think he's going to turn it back around, and we'll see it again this weekend. I think they play they play Crystal Palace again in the Prem. I think it's going to be another convincing victory against them. Oh, oh yeah, but I was going to say that Sancho saga. That's also why a lot of people are asking for Ten Hag's head because a lot of people are backing Sancho. They're like, they're like, oh, he, we saw him do this to Ronaldo, and now he's doing it to Sancho. So some people are like, at this bald-headed freak out my club, you know. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, bro, Sancho. Bro, I take him on loan at Barca. I feel like Xavi could fix him. He did it with Obama Yang. He did it with. He's doing it with Joao Cancelo. It's like, why not do it with Sancho? So I take him on a on the loan, you know. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong, Sancho. I think he's still a great player and has huge potential. Um, it's just when it comes to playing for United, one of the biggest teams in 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 Europe. And the biggest team in England, you know, it, it comes. Well, think about it. I mean, think about it. I'm not gonna say I'm not, I'm not gonna say that argument, but that comes with its toll, you know. That's come with it. That's that's that comes with its toll, and just some players might not be cut off here. So yeah, I do agree. Maybe Sancho does need to leave the club, whether it's on a permanent basis or. Or 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 temporary. That's up for. That's really up to him. You know, that's really up to Sancho if he wants to continue in the squad, fighting for his place, um, or if he just wants to bail. Either way, I mean, I would respect him because he he still made the move. You know, he tried to he tried to make something out of the move, but sometimes it just doesn't work out, and it's unfortunate. You know, the fortunate thing is, man, that it's still early on in the season. And despite United being in ninth, you know, they still got a time to get all these injured players back to full fitness, get time to maybe amend the Sancho and Anthony situations. So, yeah, man, I wouldn't be too worried if I was you and any United fan, Aldo, because without the talent coming back, man, there's got to be, you know, more upside than downside we're seeing. But 
hey man, um, if you guys are all done about United, I want to talk about Chelsea a little bit because I was going to tell you all the man, it can always be worse. You can always be a Chelsea fan, bro. And bro, can you imagine spending over $1 billion and still not being able to crack the top 10 in the Premier League? And that's exactly what Chelsea's doing, man. And yeah, similar to United a little bit. They've been plagued with some injuries, some crucial injuries. But overall, man, when you spend you know, 200, over $200 million on the midfield, you got to be cracking the top 10 at least. You got to be at least competing for European football. And yeah, they just recently got their first win in September. Um, but I, I don't remember the exact stat, but it was so baffling. It was like they haven't beaten the top eight side in the Premier League since I think February of last year. It's just been a super long time. And I mean, the way they're playing is just atrocious. And with all the talent they have and, you know, Pochettino is probably on the end of this too, because some um, tactical decisions and um, starters are, you know, start not starting their natural positions. It's just a whole mess. But, you know, none of us are Chelsea fans. None of us really know how to feel about the club. But, yeah, it's just uh, the same sort of story as last season. So, after one, I'm, you know, neutral about it. I wish that they would do a little bit better just because they, they kind of need to. Yeah, you need to. You need to do better with all those signings and money you spent. But um, that's just my opinion. What do you all think? Bro, I'll, I'll give you what I think. Y'all tell me if y'all agree, but I think where he messed up, Taboli was hiring Pochettino. But let me tell you my reason is because I believe he. Um, I remember I saw earlier in summer, you know, they've been to Luis Enrique and Julian Nagelsmann, and I think those were the main two. But it was said that he ended up deciding, or they withdrew, or he decided not to hire them because I forgot what. This, the practical thing is he wants like an, a coach that's very open and receptive because, you know, he's new. Like, it, it's the same reason he had problems with Tuchel because apparently with Tuchel, you know, he wanted explanations, you know, like not about the guy he lost the game, but like he practically knows nothing about the game. You know, he just wanted to own Chelsea and then he wanted him to tell him like, oh, what happened here? Like, what's going on here? Practically explanations and like an open coach, you know, someone I can go talk to about the game. Uh, ask him about random stuff, ask him about players, relate, everything related to football, and apparently Tuchel was not that coach. Nagelsmann was not that coach either. He wasn't open to that. Luis Enrique wasn't open to that either. And that's apparently why he ended up hiring Pochettino because, you know, he was, uh, he was a coach that didn't mind that, but didn't mind him coming in and questioning him about stuff, didn't mind him coming in and being like, hey, so why'd you use that formation, not this one, and stuff like that which I think is where he really fucked up because it's like he didn't hire the best coach. He just hired the one that would um, put up with him the most and make him feel the most comfortable. So that's why I say hiring Pochettino was the wrong choice. And also, also I just think Pochettino's, I think his days are over. I think his, his he hasn't adapted to the modern day game. Like, like, bro, he hasn't, he hasn't, like, he lost to Tottenham. The job at Tottenham, he got sacked. The year after the mid Champions League finally got sacked, they were on horrendous form. And he went to PSG. He was not convincing there. So it's just like, you know, I just think he, he hasn't adapted to the modern game, in my opinion. I think his tactics are a bit outdated. But I don't know. Would y'all agree with that, or would y'all debate me on that? <laughs> See, we know what Pochettino can do. We saw what he what he did at Tottenham when he was there, you know. He really did transform that Tottenham team, and, and he did take him far, you know, compared to Tottenham standards. <laughs> but he was a, able to get him close to, to that, you know, Premier League, and, and he got him to the final of that Champions League. So is Pochettino, in my, in my eyes, a, a top coach? I would say so. I think he would need the right support. Uh, and, and 
like all managers, they need time, man. I think it's kind of, it's come kind of, it's come to a point where it's normal to get that quick fix, um, like that quick fix adrenaline, and you're not lo- looking at long term when it comes to managers. Like you're not, and and that's why there's been such a high turnover with managers. But it's that longevity that 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 if you stick with a manager, you know, because many like look at Arteta. He had, I think Arteta's a really good example right now, because when he first got Arsenal, what was that three four years ago now? Four, three or four, yeah. and I think his first season they finished in eighth, right? He was he was able to get support. And, and was able to get the players he wanted. He was he was given time to do his magic, and and look where they are now. They're, I mean, look where they were last season too. Serious title contenders, pretty much bottled that at the end. But that's that's a whole other story. But very serious title contenders, and even to to right now. Uh, same with Jurgen Klopp when he first got Liverpool. You know they didn't finish. Anywhere close to the top four, I think they finished outside the top four, and and they, and they struggled. But he was able to get support. He was able to get you know time on his back, and, and was able to do his magic. Same I can say with you know Pep Guardiola. They gave him a lot of time and definitely a lot of support. Um, but I think it's becoming way too normal where if you don't see something not working out right away, which I can I can get because the season. Is you know, if you if you're if you're in a bad rut at the beginning, it kind of messes up your entire season. But sometimes you gotta acknowledge where you are and what you have to do. You know. Let, 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 let me rephrase my thing about but you know, uh, I take it back. His, his tactics aren't outdated, but I do think, um, I think a high pressure job like this Chelsea one is not for him. I think he does best. I like, I wouldn't say mid-table club, but I'm going to say a, a club like Tottenham-esque, you know, where there's not really high expectations. If you win something, great. If you don't, you know, it is disappointing that they'll stick with you as long as it's promising, you know, you know, it looks good. So I guess it's like, I guess he's just not built for high-pressure jobs because at PSG, you didn't do good. And Tottenham, you know, after the Champions League, there was high, a bit higher expectations, and he crumbled. So I think that's the thing. And then you know, we're seeing him at Chelsea right now. He looks out of his depth. So I think I think I'd rephrase it to that. He's not built for high pressure jobs. He's just built for this. You know, I don't know what how I describe it. Non, non stressful jobs. I don't know. I mean, uh, if that's the case, then don't be a manager. You know what I mean, dude. Clubs that aren't demanding. You know, Tottenham is somewhat demanding, but, you know, they'll stick with you, especially since he had very little resources. You know, they didn't back him as much. It was pretty much, you know, everyone knows how Daniel Levy is. And, you know, he goes to PSG, unlimited money, and then now at Chelsea, it's not unlimited money, but it seems like it. And he struggles. It's like I just don't think he's cut out for high-pressure, high-end jobs. I think what you're trying to say is that Poch is better when he's David, not Goliath. I guess, yeah. But um, I guess it's like when he, when nothing's expected of him is when he's best. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I, just like yeah. 
I kind of agree with you, man. In recent history, he's a bit of a pushover. We saw that at Spurs and PSG, definitely, and maybe he's doing that at Chelsea now. But, yeah, interesting to see what or where he's going to take him uh, this season in the Premier League. Obviously, since they don't have any European competitions to contend in, you would think that they would <laughs> probably do a lot better in the Prem than most teams that have a full platter. But, I mean, it's not looking that way so far. But, um, yeah, the usual suspects in the Prem, top of the table. I mean, City, Spurs, um, but... Obviously, they're in first and second. But then in third and fourth, it's actually two actually surprising teams. Brighton, I mean, I think most of us, it wasn't too far-fetched to say that they would crack the top four, top five at the beginning of the season, given all their signings and just the way they play football. But then Spurs, I think, is one huge surprise. I think none of us came in in the season and expected them to play the type of football they're playing and just definitely got them firing on all cylinders. And some players are back to the old best form, like Sun, and some of those new signings as well. It's just been great additions to the squad, so... Honestly, I would say Spurs and Brighton, probably the two most exciting and eye-pleasing teams to watch in the Prem. Would you all agree? Yeah. Oh, I think it's crazy. Like, had Harry Kane stayed, bro, I think he would have been doing a fantastic job with the Spurs team, bro. It's crazy to say that Spurs would be a different monster with Kane. And then right below them, we got, you know, the quote-unquote chasing pack. We got the likes of Arsenal, West Ham, Villa, Newcastle, Palace in there as well. And really, I think those, um, you know, 10, 11 teams are really the ones that are going to make up the top 10. But then the ones that are currently at the bottom, you know, like the um, Wolves, Bournemouths, um, Everton, and then obviously the teams that came up recently, like Burnley, Sheffield. Um, I think those are the ones that are really going to be struggling this season. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, it's a pretty evenly matched uh, Premier League season, in my opinion, um, especially with the new additions to the certain teams. I mean, Liverpool, they look like a completely new re- revamped team with that new-looking midfield. I would say the same about West Ham. They're really exciting to watch. You know, with that midfield balance of Alvarez, Ward-Prowse, and uh, Paqueta, that's really, I would say, one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. And, yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, nothing's too surprising apart from Spurs, I would say, is the biggest surprise so far. But, again... Early on, only six games played and tons of football more left to play. Yeah, I mean, what's going on with Newcastle, though? Newcastle has been inconsistent. Bro, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I think I called it last season when I said that when Newcastle would have to, you know, teams got used to them and they would have to be competing in all the Champions League and all these high de- other high-demanding competitions that, we would see a different Newcastle that might not make it to the top four. So I think that's what it is, just the added schedule of um, the Champions League because, you know, it's usually, you know, the FA Cup and Carabao Cup, you know, it's like, I forgot how someone said it. He's like, they're nice to have, but it's not what you set your season out to get unless you're like a lower lower tier team that you're like, yeah, I think have that it, so I think like, and then, you know, Champions League is like the pinnacle of club football. So it's another high competition. It's like, I'd say more, it's more competitive than the Premier League. So, you know, it's like, when you have to play two intense games a week and all these other games, I think it adds up. I think they're just not used to it. I think that's what it is. Uh, you know what? I just, I mean, I just remember that the, was it their first or second game was against Man City and then Liverpool and then Brighton. So that explains a little bit more. Yeah, I was about to say their three the losses first, have come to those three teams, so you know, well, not really. Do the thought of their depth versus AC Milan. Y'all see that? They got dominated. Yeah, but they held a one nil nil draw, so at the same time. And then they came back came back to, to the Prem and 
battered Sheffield United 8 0. Probably it's Sheffield. Come on now. That's the one team we all agreed was going to get relegated. That's fair, but still 8 0. Eight different goal scorers, too. And then they beat and then they beat Man City in the EFL Cup. Oh, but it's the EFL Cup. Come on now. Yeah, but it's still Man City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Man City B Tech. Bro, we we know right now that Man City's you know bench is is much better than either the starting um, starting eleven than most teams right now. Let's see, let's see, let's see. They started Stefan or- Stefan Ortega. Nathan Aka, Gabriel Akanji, Rico Lewis, Kevin, Calvin Phillips, Grealish, Matt Kovacic, Oliver Bob, who the fuck is that? Sergi Gomez, and Julian Alvarez, come on now. You, had, you, you know they took Oscar Bob as his name. Yeah, they started, go, they started the most expensive defender, Ardio. Yes. Yeah, with you. Along with the kanji and Naka, yeah, like you said. I mean, that is solid. I guess. I mean, who's, who's Al Hall and who's Lieberman? from Chelsea. Lieberman, one of the most promising right backs in the world, bro. Come on. There, there you go. See? Maybe Bobby Bryan. Nah, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't think they built for it. I think... I think Newcastle, I don't even know where I put them in my prediction for top four. But I don't think they're going to get top. I think they're going to finish right at the top four. Especially, yeah. if they make a, especially if they make a deep run in the champions. Yeah, I don't know what I said for Newcastle, but I still have hope for them. Well, Newcastle is another team, you know, that for, for that example that I was giving. You know, Eddie Howe has been there for quite some time quite some time now. Three years. I think, Three I think years. this is his third year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's his third year. Yeah, it's third year in charge. Yeah, so Newcastle is definitely going to be a team f- to watch out in a couple more seasons as well. Yeah. Oh, their next game, Champions League, is against PSG, eh? That's going to be a good one. I think they beat PSG. But, uh, we're getting out of... I mean, y'all got anything else to say about John? No, nah, not really. But can we move on to the pinnacle of club competitions in the Champions League, bro. The Libertadores, CC. Sí, Libertadores, sí. bro. Ligon. Ligon, bro. Ligon. <laughs> That's not even a funny joke no more, bro. That's just, nobody cares about that. Hey, wait, I actually heard this earlier. No. Libertadores. So, someone, someone said this to me. And I, I mean, we can't really speak about this since we're not... Since we're not in lives, since Liga Mekis is in there. But someone said the only people that truly care about Liga Colombia are the Argentines and the Brazilians. Would y'all, would y'all say that's accurate? And, uh... Yeah, I guess it's pretty accurate. Because I'll be honest, I've never heard no one else talk about La Libertadores unless... I mean, I heard Mexicans talk about it when they were in it, but otherwise, I've never heard anyone else talk about it. Yeah, not a whole lot. All right, so Champions League then, moving on. Um, yeah, what y'all think of the first week of fixtures? Second week coming up this week. Nice. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of great games. Oh, dude, Lazio! I thought to come up last minute goalkeeper goal, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that one. That was, bro, that was that was a beautiful. 
pick. That was a solid header from the, the keeper. Oh, because I, I remember the Barca match finished solid, and then I was watching it on Paramount Plus, and it switched right over. Like they're like, we're going to show you the final minutes of Lazio Real Madrid, and then I think it was like 87th minute when it switched us, and they're they talking about like, oh, Atletico was winning one nil, and they're like, oh, there's any team that knows how to park the bus, it's Atletico Madrid, and they were talking all this crazy stuff, and then. And then they got the corner, and then like right in the they the first one got booted out, and the, but they were, then they think they got it back in, but something happened, and I was like, bro, that looked like a pen. They need to check that. And then right when I was like saying that, he fucking whipped that center in, and the goalkeeper came out of nowhere, and I was like, ain't no way, ain't no way. And bro, I was like, what? I was like, what just happened here? Bro, crazy. that keeper, that keeper used to be like he was a striker all his life. Bro, you know how I know that keeper from FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> when I would do it, because he was um, he was a silver keeper back in like FIFA twenty one or twenty two, I forget. And I remember he was like he's like six four or something, and he was like the tallest keeper that I could afford. So I was like, all right, I'm getting his ass, and that's the only reason I know who he is. That's crazy. That's awesome. That reminds me of Acevedo. Bro, whenever I see a goalkeeper goal, I always think back to. What is it like? 2010, 2011, maybe 2011, 2012. The uh, America versus Cruz Azul match where Moisés Muñoz gets that last minute header to tie it up. Oh yeah, bro. That's whenever whenever that happens. That's the first goal that immediately comes to my mind. I'm just like, damn. I'm so mad when that happened. That, that goal made me lose a bet. <laughs> bro, that well, like I remember I came back. I didn't even want to watch it. I came back from like the park or something. Those I had people visiting. We came back and we tuned in right into the match. Right as we tuned in, do that header went in, and I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. But, I mean, then there was other games. Barcelona, they whooped Antwerp. Antwerp. Um, the Ramach, they've, they've been looking sketchy. They have not looked good. They barely beat a Union Berlin. 1-0. It was crazy. Crazy. They had a lot of matches like that where they're just scraping by, you know. It's, it's like their aura. Aura. It's aura. How do you pronounce it? It's carrying them, though. It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird, you know. Bellingham's scoring all these last-minute goals, and that's not going to be sustainable for the future. So. I was really hoping Union Berlin could tie that, that game up. Oh. I think it tied, but Bellingham had to fuck it up. Yeah, bro, fuck Bellingham, but... By the way, Bellingham has been doing great since he moved to Real Madrid. Not gonna lie. I don't know, I haven't watched any Real Madrid games. The one Real Madrid game I watched, I don't think he started. Sounds like, oh, shit. I was like, the one time I tuned in, I tuned in to watch them, but... And what else was there? Uh, Bayern, United Week, we kind of spoke about it already, but... Bro, you guys got Bruno Fernandes. He has that Sergio Roberto mentality. Do you hear what he said at the end? When he's like, I don't think anyone expected us to come in here and score three goals, so it should be happier. He said something along those lines, and I was like, bro, what kind of mentality is that from your captain? No, bro. He he was saying that everybody was saying that nobody was expecting them to score three goals. Like, to, that nobody was expecting them to even get, like, get to compete like that. Yeah, but he was talking about Bayern, like they're sort of, sort of like, um, 
Like they are a great team, but he was talking about as they're this impossible team to beat. And he's just—it's just like how he said it. He's like, no one expects us to come in here and score three goals. So I think we did a great job or something. I'm like, bro, what? What kind of mentality is that? <laughs> it, it like reminded me when Sergio Roberto, I think after he lost to Madrid, when he came out, and he's like, yeah, they scored that goal right before halftime, and it really caught us off guard, and we couldn't recover. I was like, bro, get out my team, get out my squad. That's different, guy. That's different. That's what it reminded me of, because I heard that on the dude. I was a United fan of like Strickham captaincy, bro. That's not my captain. I I heard that thing, and I agree. Like everybody was saying that United, that Bayern was getting like pull a a Barca on them, you know, eight two, or pull a Bayern v Barca on them, eight to two, in one leg, or in one game, you know, because I remember when the games was starting, and Hugo texted me. He's like, "Way, when I go to United, way." And I was like, Brad, nah, that's not going to happen. But then the first goal came out. Like, the first goal really pissed me off because of Onana. Onana. Oh, yeah, that fucking guy. Onana. Oh, but, no, but, I mean, they I, they pulled back, bro. They pulled back, and they were close. Um, so I think, in all honesty, I, dude, I've watched this Bayern team beat Barca the past few years. No, honestly, I can tell you they 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 took their foot off the gas, bro. Like I think they started feeling too comfortable. The only difference was that United actually scored. But I think they took their foot. Like you could just tell they started taking it like as a training session, and then you know United scored and they're like, oh shit, we got to turn it up again. And then they scored that fourth goal. I I can tell you, dude. I can tell you from experience. <laughs> they took their foot off the gas, bro. And I think that's what allowed them to score like one or two of their goals. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think oh. so. You're talking to someone who's kind of their ass beat by Bayern consistently. Come on now. Don't play with me. Yeah, but you're talking to someone that has witnessed these guys beating Bayern. When? Consistently. Nah, bro. The only team that has a winning record against Bayern, you know who it is? It's probably Real Madrid. Yeah, Real Madrid. And they only, they have 11 wins. 10 losses. I think, like, I forgot how much draw, but, you know, that's the only team that has and is only by one win. Every other team, they either have an equal record or they have a couple wins on them. Exactly. But we have one that matters in the final. Let's fucking go. Two to one. <laughs> oh, man. Only the game I want to speak on. Not even speak on, because I didn't watch it, but Braga versus Napoli. I just want to mention Austin. Y'all see what's going on with him? Oh yeah, I, I hear something was going on, like um, something about a TikTok, right? Yeah, I didn't see a TikTok, but apparently, Napoli's official TikTok account made like I think he missed a penalty, and they started making memes about him. Like the day after that, they made a meme calling him a coconut, and then that they made another meme where they, where it's just like him asking for, he's like, I need a penalty, please, you know, and he didn't really like that. It's just crazy that your own club would clown you like that, bro. That's just crazy. <laughs> like, it's like as if, um, it would have been like if United came out and made memes about Onana after that, those mistakes it made. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I related to. I'm just like, yeah. But, yeah what, about, what exactly was the TikTok? Because someone showed me or told me that it was one where, where he, like, um, pressed up top. When the other team was trying to play from outside, 
and it put it said like um, on TikTok videos like something about a pickpocket. No, I just saw a screenshot where they like Photoshop him onto a coconut and they say I'm a coconut because I guess of his hair, you know, it's blonde. But yeah. there's like since he missed the penalty, like there's another one where they make where I think. It's like a meme, you know, it's like the Ronaldo memes they make where they're like, please give me a penalty. I need a penalty. And I was like, I don't know if there's more, but those 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 are like two TikToks everyone was talking about. And then I don't know, people say it's overreaction because apparently he, he's um considering suing Napoli for it. And some people are like, Oh, that's an overreaction and then apparently he wants to leave the club now. He's like, you know, uh, I don't know. It, yeah, it's just a weird situation. You know, it could be a ruse, since Napoli hasn't started the season pretty hot, just to get out of the club, to find a scapegoat on his way out. Bro, that's what I'm thinking, too. I was like, I was like dude, this, um, he's like, also in this season, I was like, a perfect chance to leave. You know, because he knows Napoli's going to demand a lot of money, so he's like, this could be a perfect chance, unhappy player, uh, all this stuff, you know, lower that price a bit. And then they have to sell him for a cheap price, and he gets out of Napoli without, you know. And then instead of blaming him, they blame the management and stuff, so. Yeah, um, yeah. if y'all want to see the, the official video that he posted, Fabrizio Romano posted on his Instagram, so you guys can look at there. But, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't aware about there was more than one. I just saw the one where he was asking for a penalty and they were kind of making him a meme about that. I, I didn't think it was that deep, but I don't know if there's another one involved, so I don't know the whole story. But anyways, yeah. Um, I think he claimed racism. Yeah, I can see that too. Just, yeah, which is why some people, that's not racism. But at the same time, that's just crazy. You're on club mocking Yeah. You. It was, like, it was too soon, like, maybe two, three weeks, you know? You would be like, oh, that's fine, but, you know? Like, legit, it was the past weekend, it posted, like, two days later. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Did they lose that game? I think they tied, I'm not sure. No, they won 2-1 with Braga, but... Oh, no. Speaking of Napoli, should we just move over to Serie A? I mean, we mentioned Napoli not doing well. I mean, they're in fifth. Uh, and yeah, some familiar faces above them: Inter Milan, I mean Inter Milan, AC Milan, Juventus. Surprisingly, honestly, Atalanta as well in fourth place, and then Roma, bro, <laughs> almost all the way down relegation battle in sixteenth. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, pretty exciting start so far. Um, uh, wasn't there a Milan derby recently? I feel like. Oh yeah, Inter broke Milan's yeah. ass five one. Dude, that was rough. It's like their fifth loss to them this year. Crazy. Yeah, there was that. Um, Roma, they had an okay start, but um, yeah, they just they, they actually they're not having an okay start at all. Yeah, they have they're all the way down in like 16th, so not that great. Um, Lukaku seems to be the only person scoring for them, which is hilarious. But um, yeah, Juventus. Honestly, I did not expect them to be third. I mean, given all the departures they had um, and the season they had last time, you know, I thought this season would be more or less the same, but no, I mean, they're squeaking out narrow wins. Um, Milik, I think, is one of their key players so far, scoring, like, what is it, like 60%, 70% of their goals. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're contending right now, so looking to get back in European football, it looks like. I'm not surprised, I'll be honest. I did expect this from Juventus, especially since they're not in Europe this season. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, Atalanta, that's another surprise up in fourth place, but, you know, it's obviously early on in the season. Um, yeah, I mean, they still, they still got more or less the same squad as always, so, you know, they, they're... No, I was going to say, the team that's actually surprised me was Inter. I expect them to be ass, if I'm being honest. They got rid of Schrenier, 
Mattel Brozovic. Oh yeah, Mark Brozovic. He left too. Uh, I feel like we got rid of someone else. Onana. <laughs> oh yeah, Onana. Um, yeah, they got rid of a couple players. I expect them to be ass. If I'm being honest, and then they're here in first place, and I'm surprised. They're like arguably the most informed team. Yep. So, Who did they lose to in the Serie? Because I know they have the same record as as AC Milan. They also this past game two one versus like Sassuolo. Some ran some team that was not supposed to beat them. Yeah, Sassuolo two one. Damn. Yes, he lost. Marcelo Brozovic, Onana, Robin Robin Gauzes, Gauzes. Um, Ooh, Sassuolo um, also beat Juventus four two. God damn. Milan Milan Skriniar, Edin Dzeko, um, Joaquin Correa. Roberto Gagliardani, Anila D'Ambrosio. Sebastian is more than important. Yeah, they just lost a lot of players, and I don't really think they replaced anyone, so I was just like, I was surprised. I was like, how are they this good? I mean, no, they did get Pavard and Summer. And, oh yeah, they got Marcus Turan, I forgot about that. And Juan Cuadrado, oh, never mind, that should reinforced decent. I was wrong. I was mistaken. But yeah, I, I just didn't expect them to be this good. I thought their last year was a fluke reaching the Champions League final, so I was not expecting to be good. All right, enough about Serie A. Let's go over to, where y'all want to go to next? Bundesliga? Real, real quick, though. Y'all see Pulisic start to Serie A life? Oh, yeah, bro. He's on absolute fire over there, man. I mean, it's kind of tailed off in the last couple of weeks, but I feel like the international break was a huge part of that because after he came back, it's just, you know, it kind of cut his momentum. But uh, Yunus Musa as well, you know, after the international break, opposite story for him. He's really become a starter, made that midfield his own. So, yeah, those are two key players right there. Sure. And Verona's been, been losing tight matches, man. It's crazy. I don't think my prediction is going to happen, boys. What was your prediction? I don't remember, but I remember I said... Or something. Yeah, I mean, they lost 1-0 against Milan, 1-0 against Atalanta. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Wait, let's, go to, let's go to Bundes, no? Yeah, bro, Bundesliga. Bundes. Um, Are they... Yeah, same story as always, bro. Excited, bro. <laughs> bro, I don't want to get excited. Get Leverkusen is playing tremendously this season. Xavi Alonso, bro, he's probably going to be Madrid's next coach, and he's gonna, what a coach he's going to be, bro. Just, but, I mean, he he's always he's like ever since he's came, he's always given Bayern a good fight. I think they played each other and they tied last time. That Leverkusen was playing amazing. They played them out the park. Bro, if anyone's going to challenge Bayern this season for the title, it's going to be Leverkusen, not Dortmund. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a fluky start, maybe that Leverkusen's having, you know, and then once the season catches up and they play more games and stuff, then they go down. I, I hope Leverkusen wins it. I mean, bro, Dortmund's not that far behind either. I mean, they only have drawn one more game than both Bayern and Le- both Bayern Munich and Bayern Leverkusen, so they had a they definitely had a rocky start, but. I mean, picking up form right now, and 
honestly in their Champions League group. It doesn't look like they're favored to get out, but, you know, maybe that might be to their advantage, you know, prioritize the Bundesliga. But I feel like it's the same thing every single year. I mean, Bayern, I mean, despite that tie to Leverkusen a few weeks ago, yeah, they're still one of the strongest teams in there. And, bro, they, like, they won their last game 7-0. I mean, granted, it was against, like, a relegation candidate, but Harry Kane, first hat-trick in the Bundesliga, and then they had, like, five different other scorers. Even the... um. The backup striker they have, what's his name, Matis. Yeah, that guy's gonna be oh, a baller. That guy's been on fire. Yeah, been on fire. And um, Kim in the back line, he's a huge upgrade. Um, to you know, um, what's his face? It was pretty. Hernandez. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's Hernandez played left back. I mean, Kim's playing center back, but um. No, it was that one guy, Upa Meccano. He had some sketchy moments last year, especially in like some crucial matches in the Champions League. So Kim has just been like a mainstay back there, whether it's next to Delict or Upa Meccano. Alfonso Davis back to his regular form. Marzawi's really been the mainstay right back after Pavard left, um, and he's been doing pretty well. Um, Comrade Limer has, you know, really made that midfield his own next to Joshua Kimmich. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I think uh, that game against Leverkusen was really. An evenly contested match, and it just showed how you know Leverkusen is right there at Bayern's level. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see. Similar to you, man. So how this uh, season is going to turn out, but I don't want to get my hopes up too much. Um, to me, Dortmund are the biggest frauds, bro. Especially after last season where they should have won the league, and they're just the biggest frauds in my opinion. Yeah. I have no trust in Dortmund no more. I feel bad for Michael Royce because he's one of my favorite players, but Dortmund are just frauds. I have no belief in them. And then, um, you know, one other player I want to highlight in the Bundesliga, Xavi Simmons, as we all know, you know, very young, impressive player on loan from PSG, absolutely tearing it up for RB Leipzig. RB Leipzig themselves, you know, not in a great place in the league right now. I think they're in fifth place or sixth place, but uh, yeah, um, Shim- Simmons with uh, alongside Timo Werner, what a partnership that is up top. So that's one to look out for. And yeah, I bet you... He's going to be a starter for PSG here real, real soon. Honestly, he should be there this season. I mean, they'd, they'd probably be doing a lot better if he was there. Or anything else? Bundesliga? It's kind of kind of boring. Um, oh, Hertha Berlin? They're doing all right, you know? Or not Hertha. Union Berlin with uh, <laughs> Chiellini in the back line. Bro, that baffles me. I have no idea how... Or not Chiellini, Benucci. I have no idea how he registered that move. <laughs> well, because Juventus wanted him out. They probably gave him for free. Bro. Man, I have no idea why he chose Union Berlin. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, it's I have just. No idea why he chose. Union yeah, they've, they've had a lot of weird transfers. I mean, then they like get Isco, and then I guess that contract was quickly terminated. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're they're yeah they're doing all right. I think they're that contest against Real Madrid in the Champions League, you know, it really shows them that they do have a lot of potential this season. So maybe they can challenge for top four, top three. But yeah, we'll see. All right, so what does that leave us? Um, I guess just La Liga, right? If we're talking about big leagues. <laughs> La Liga. Yes, sir. Yeah, before we get to La Liga, man, let me quickly touch on the Eredivisie, especially Santiago Jimenez, bro. Hat trick against uh, Ajax in the Classicer. He's on fire. Bro, that first game, man, the um, man, he got those those uh, radicals. Is that what you call them? No. Um, Hooligans. Yeah, yeah. for lack of a better term, yeah, hooligans, you know, the ultras, that's the word I was looking for. The ultras oh. of IX, you know, just so mad that they resorted to throwing flares at the team. And, bro, I got to be honest with you, IX, I was looking at their starting lineups the other day. I do not recognize a lot of the players. I mean, you talk about a team that literally went from the Champions League semifinals like six seasons ago to just being completely starved and um, 
stripped of their best players is it is truly sad but i mean their academy is should be able to bounce them back but no bro santiago jimenez man current top um goal scorer in the air divisi with nine goals nine goals in six in six games that's just crazy unfortunately we didn't see him in the champions league because he was suspended for the first game but bro i've been uh and the second game he's going to be suspended for damn really who are they playing yeah it's been i forget they they uh Oh, Atletico. Maybe it's because he doesn't start them. group is not the toughest group. Uh, oh, never mind. They're playing Atletico Madrid. <laughs> yeah, probably the toughest game. But no, nah, man, still, bro. What a what a baller he is. And, you know, it's only a matter of time before he gets to a true, proper big team in Europe. So I can't wait for that. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to him, dude. Shout out to him. What a guy. What a player. All right, boys. Now we get to the big league. League on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I used to get, I used to provide an update every single week for league on, but nah, it's I'm getting resorted not to. I mean, there's nothing interesting about that league. It just isn't. It's just a shit league, dude. I'd rather hear about, um, I don't know, anything. No, not anything really. Just I'd rather just ignore it. Be nice. <laughs> Like, bro, it's PSG, and that's it. Uh, Wait, real quick, without... I shit, I shit on them every week, so I, I don't, I don't want to go. <laughs> real quick, without looking, do you guys know who is currently top of league right now? Well, since you're asking, I'm guessing it's not PSG, so I'm going to say... Uh, it's not Marseille, because I know Marseille. I know they got bitched out by their fans. Oh, yeah, bro. Just that was crazy, that? bro. What, what uh, kind yeah. of power do Ultras have over in France, man? <laughs> but, but what, what do y'all think of that? Do y'all agree with that, or are you guys like... That shouldn't happen because no, that hierarchy like that hierarchy should not exist in any sport. But I mean, <laughs> all they said was true, and someone had to say it. And then you know, uh, but that, at the same time, I, I, or, you can finish. You can finish. Yeah. yeah, I guess that hierarchy shouldn't exist. But I mean, we all know Marseille's struggles recently. I mean, they're historically one of the best teams in France, the only French team to ever win a Champions League. So yeah, they should be doing way better than they are. But I mean. But you put that on top of wasn't their second man the most recent manager the second consistent manager to walk out on the job because he had similar problems with the ultras and the um uh, the board so that club that club's a mess bro and it's gonna take a miracle to fix him if I'm being honest but um I mean, I do feel bad for the supporters and it was probably more out of uh, retaliation and anger but I mean actually you know what like yeah that hierarchy shouldn't exist but I'm glad that they got to say what they got to say on that kind of stage for the whole world to see because yeah it was. You know, for the lack of better terms, it was peaceful. You know, there was no riots or anything like um, some certain fans over in Amsterdam. So, I mean, yeah, I have no problem with it. It's just shocking. We've never seen that before. Well, I think a club, if it's fan-owned, it should be allowed. You know, as long as it's respectful, you know. If, it, if the club is fan-owned, I think it should be allowed because I don't know the shit about Marseille, but at the same time, it's like, bro, you, if you think about it, Logically, they get paid high wages, which the fans, these loyal fans, you know, they are because of the ultras. They pay. They're there at every game, you know, they travel and all this stuff. So in some way, they um, they do pay these players wages. So they should have a little bit of, of a say, as long as it's respectful, you know. If it's respectful, I agree, you know, they're just going to be disrespectful and start throwing stuff at them. Then and that's when I'd be like, all right, yeah. Uh, they can't say anything, but if it's respectful, then I, I don't have a problem with it, you know? Like, especially if the club is fan, I don't think they're fan, but if the club's fan on then they definitely should have a safety. That's what I think. 
All right, well, going back to the top of the table, it's actually Brest in first place, and then Nice in second, and then PSG in third. Monaco in fourth, and technically they should be higher, but the last game was very unfortunate. Um, Florin Balogun, he missed two penalties in that game versus Nice. So, yeah, they should be a little, they should be above PSG, honestly, but uh, they're not. And Usman Dembele registered his first assist in six games last game versus Marseille. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that uh, they picked him up. But... Yeah, that's pretty much league on. Um, not much to say. Again, not a league, a league that we want to shed more attention or light on. So let's just move over to La Liga, where at the time of right now, Barca is technically in first place. But I mean, statistically speaking, when Hirona gets their game in hand, you know, I think Hirona's going to be top of the table. They're playing Cadiz next, so I think they got that sewed up. It's Hirona and Real Madrid, so Hirona plays Real Madrid tomorrow at 10 in the morning, so. Whoever wins goes in first place, and if they draw, then Barca stays in first. Bro, I watched the Girona game. They play, do they play some really good football? Like, if you if you just like watching really good football, then I I I, 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 I oh, dude, I'm fucking stuttering. I suggest you tune in to them because they're playing some really really good football. They got some really really good players, like really interesting skill. Not, not I was gonna say skill. Yeah, I don't think that's a word. Um, I'd say silky players, you know, some players that just, you know, you just love watching them play, especially Savio. But, bro, you know, that looks good. They look like, I'm not going to say they're a threat to win because I think this is just, you know, they're having a great start of the season. I think they're going to eventually fall back to reality. Who knows, maybe how long. But, bro, I think they're going to give Real Madrid a match tomorrow. But if they win, I, I don't know. It's going to be a great match with Real Madrid tomorrow. What else? No, dude, we should be um, Real Madrid, that, that Madrid derby. Was that this week or last weekend? But either way, bro, like what a dominant performance yeah, by, by Atletico Madrid. I mean, Griezmann, he's back to his full form finally. I would say like one of the best players in La Liga. And then, I mean, when you are when you have a striker like Morata, the, you know, as we see all the time with Spain, as long as he has service and good service, he's going to put balls in the back of the net. That's exactly what he has with Griezmann. And even the midfield, like Lorente, Coque back to their full best, um, Saul as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, Diego Simeone really changed up his, his tactics and playing style a little bit these last couple of years. And, you know, it's, it's one that I'm excited to see because I think we all dread to see an Atletico Madrid game just because we, we know their brand of football. We know they're going to park the bus and put 11 men behind the ball. But it's not what they're doing this season. And, yeah, it's paying off. So, yeah, I'm glad that they beat Real Madrid. I mean, they're in fifth place. But, you know, I mean, the season's still young. Barcelona, bro, I mean, they've had a pretty – Decent start to the season, not perfect because they did draw those two games. But other than that, you know, when it's really positive, it's um, it's really positive. I mean, that uh, 3-2 comeback against Celta Vigo, I mean, did it have to resort to a last-minute winner by Cancelo? Probably not. But, you know, yeah. at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're getting the job done, and they are plagued with injuries right now. I mean, you look at their starting lineup today versus Sevilla. Even today versus Sevilla, you know, they had to rely on a Sergio Ramos own goal to get the victory. But, um, yeah, not the... Not the strongest starting eleven due to some injuries, and hopefully that gets sewed up here pretty soon. Yeah, but dude, it's just. What do you think of Joel Felix? He has in La Liga and Champions League so far six matches, three goals, and two assists. He looks promising. He looks like he's that player we saw at Benfica. It, I don't know. He's looked good. Like today, he missed one that he should have probably put away. It, I don't know. I think people are already jumping the, the the gun too soon, being like, we need to buy him at all costs. I'm like, bro, wait until the season is over. No, I'm a big fan of Jock Felix, Jock Cancelo. I mean, I think uh, we know that Felix is 
at his best when he's working behind a target man like Lewandowski, and we see that now with uh, at Barca. So yeah, I'm glad he's be, I'm glad he's back to his best. I'm glad he's at the club, and you know more than anything, he's he wants to be there. I feel like Barcelona. I I don't think you can name another team in world football where you look at the entire roster and more players want to be at that club and no other club than Barcelona. You know, I think everyone that plays there, they, you know, negotiate for lower wages and they truly want to be there and play for the badge and play for the club. So I think that's a huge factor to their success. So I think that the same can be said for Felix and that's why he's been performing the way he's been performing. Yeah, I agree. I think Barcelona plays more his band of football. Because, you know, as we know, it's it's hard when you play for Atletico Madrid. But I was surprised because Atletico Madrid, as we know, dude, they, like, produce elite forwards, too, or develop them. Like, they've had Cunahuero, Diego Forlan, Diego Costa, and they've had a couple other good forwards that have played for them. Yeah, who knows? I, I still say we wait till the season because we already know that Atletico Madrid is going to ask for a pretty penny, so... I say we wait. Who knows, but yeah, I was gonna say, bro, we gotta speak about the Negreda case again. You know, Barca is like a soap opera, bro. You just you can't escape it. it the thing I want to say, I mean, did you did are, did you guys see what came out yesterday? Because it did come out yesterday. So basically, what happened was Barca was originally being charged with like it wasn't. Like bribery, he was being charged with. I forget what they were being charged with, but the charges they were originally charged with was not bribery. And then yesterday, like nothing. The only thing new that happened yesterday was the bribery charge. Like so, because I saw someone. There's a if you know Spanish. Uh, there's Gerardo Romero on YouTube. He did a great interview with this guy yesterday. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. It's on YouTube. Just search up Gerardo Romero. And he does an interview with this one guy that does a great job of explaining the case. Uh, well, not explaining the case, but t- practically telling you. And he, he's practically saying, he's like, there's nothing new here. He's like, it's just practically what happened. It's a new charge. So the four, yeah, here is, he does it with, uh, who's the guy? I think the guy's name is Tony, Tony Munoz. It, he's a, I think he's like a, um, a journalist, but he, I think he's like an expert in criminal cases or whatever it is over there in Spain. And practically what he said, he said there's nothing that happened. All that happened was that they raised this new charge, bribery. They, everyone takes it as in, you know, it, it's like the same thing that happened when Barca was charged with the other one. Everyone's like, oh, they're, in this, they're guilty. But in reality, nothing happened. It was just a charge. Nothing's been proven yet. So we have to wait. But, you know, they've been charged and... Apparently what he did was he looked at the evidence and what people are saying is that he didn't think the other charge was going to stick. So he didn't switch it to this. Well, not switch it, but he didn't present this charge. And practically, like, when it comes time, he's going to have to decide which charge he wants to, whichever charge he think is the the one that's going to, uh, I mean, the one that has like, the most evidence, most backing, the one that he thinks will stick and he'll get like a, a guilty on it. And practically that's what happened like he just presented a new charge not, no new information no new nothing but people are saying it's like the other charge he had was not enough evidence nothing and then it's also a new judge because in the other case the original charges were presented by a substitute judge and then this because this the judge that's on it now is on another case 
and then now uh, the other case is over. So he came on this one. He looked at the evidence for the first time, I think, and everything. And he's like, these things, he's like, we can possibly get them for bribery, which I don't know. A lot of people don't think is going to happen because he's saying that, what's it called, that the guy they were paying was a public figure that he could influence public stuff or something like that. But everyone's like, he couldn't do that. I don't know. I don't know. But you just go watch the video and y'all realize that. As always, this is just the media overblowing it. Because, I mean, even the judge came out. This is how whack of a judge this guy is. He came out and he says, Barsha's guilty. I'm like, bro, you can't just decide that. <laughs> I'm like, the judge could, that's not very professional of a judge to come out and be like, yeah, Barsha's guilty. Like, that's just crazy. That is guilty, bro. Bro, go watch the video and you're going to get educated. I wish a lot of people would go watch that I video and get educated. Right now. <laughs> can't watch anything Barsha right now, especially after that Jao Cancelo. Stare down, bro. Bro, he turned to a vampire, huh? Honestly, bro, that was that was actually pretty pretty creepy. Nah, but yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy what's going on, like with the whole bar situation. Like being honest, whole um, like you said, it's it's not one thing; it's another, and they're trying to make uh, a big deal out of out of one thing. So, but again, not. Nothing's been proven yet, like you said, so we'll see what happens. Well, all I hope is that when that when um the it, once we're I think Bars is proven innocent, I hope um this same energy is kept, you know. I hope all these idiots talking all this smack come out and apologize, you know, and be like, Oh yeah. I mean they won't, but you know, I just hope oh I can't wait for the mouth to be shut, that's all. That's gonna be sweet, sweet. If not, then you know you're probably never gonna see me again. I'll be honest. I'm going to hire you. <laughs> Wait, Christian, if Barca did get proven guilty, would you still support the club? They're not how, guilty. how would you feel? They're not guilty. But if they were, let's say it does get proven guilty, how would you feel? That's a tough call. I mean... Would you still support the club? Like, let's say like they get the harshest of harshest penalty, which is excluded from the Champions League. I don't know if they take any trophies away. I don't know that bit. The hardest I could think of now is relegation. Excluded from, like, Champions League, any European competition, and then probably, like, a severe fine, which would ruin us even more. Bro, I think I speak for most Just, Barca fans. If I supported the club after Messi left, I'm going to stick with this club no matter what. I mean, I'm going to be, you know, kind of embarrassed to be like, oh, shit, I didn't know they were, <laughs> they were doing all that stuff behind the scene, you know? But... <laughs> I think that's the most embarrassing part about it, but not truly. I don't think they're guilty, but um, yeah. I mean, if they're not in Europe, if they're down in what's what's La Segunda Liga, is that what it's called, Division Two? I don't know. I don't know. How Some people would say the same. They could all relegate all the way down to the fourth division, which I think is crazy. I don't think that would happen, dude. Yeah, I'd still, I'd still support the club. Well, I don't know. I, I just. Again, I think oh, it's just a question know. of morals. Like, dang, can you really support a club after they, you know, were found guilty it's of cheating for all these years? But, like, I don't know, bro. They, <laughs> I wasn't really a supporter during that time. Or, you know, a huge supporter as I, I am now. I feel, like, so betrayed by them, you know, because, like, dude, Barks always talks about, like, these values they have, all these crazy stuff. And, they're, um, like, and now they're guilty of bribing. I'm like, that'd be crazy. Bro, it could be worse. It could be worse. You can have a team of hypocritical um, racists on your team. As, as fans, or or even worse, rapists. Yeah, I was gonna say a team with a with a convicted rapist on your team in La Liga. No, he's not convicted. 
No, but you know, like, you know. Bro, I bet he's getting some hard challenges week in, week out. <laughs> bro, this is the only time I'm tuning for Sergio Ramos to hit him with a good one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't kept but, up you know, I'm not praying for an injury because I don't like to do that. I feel bad. That's not... I just feel bad. I don't mind praying for an injury, but I hope Ramos gives him a good one where he just... I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm, not, I'm not praying for an injury, but I just hope he hits him with a hard tackle that scares them or something. I don't know, bro. Yeah, I mean, Hatafi lost the respect of a lot of football fans around the world, but less said about that, the better. Yeah, bro, it's Hatafi. I mean, they don't care. They play terrorist football. Bro, they don't really need them if you think about it, bro. They got, like, Mayoral, Alenia. Um, they got some good players in there. They didn't really need them. But, um, bro, they don't even need them. They don't play football. <laughs> like, like, bro, for what they do, they need a speedy forward. All they do is just kick the ball in front and hope a forward gets it, but... Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, another thing about this judge, now that I remember, it, was that this judge is like, um, would be like, like not a show off. The like, show is not the correct word, but like very arrogant. Uh, I think there's a better word, like pompous. Pompous. What does that mean? Like, have, let me see. It means... I think so. Like, like yeah, like kind of like. Narcissistic, like not narcissistic, but pompous is like effectively and irritatingly grand, solemn. Yeah, th- I think that would describe him very pompous. Like, because, like, he sent the, I don't know what it is, but Guardia Civil, I don't know what the equivalent of that would be, but he sent them to like raid the offices of where the referees are. And people were like, yeah, it's not necessary. He could have just requested the information. <laughs> it's like, but he did that because he likes to like show them, like, don't forget who's boss here. And that, like, he's had, like, three other big cases where he's, like, done the same thing, you know, where, like, you know, for this Barca when he came out, like, I think the evidence is there that Barca is guilty. Like, he did the same thing. And then all the three other cases, you know, he ended up being wrong. So, but yeah, he's like that. He's, like, very pompous. He likes to, like, make a big show of everything. So, yeah. He's not exactly a very... I'd say a very professional judge, in my opinion. All right, guys. Let's see if we get to the top 10 list and, and the podcast. What do y'all say? Top 10 list, bro. I'm ready. Bro, it's been a while. So let's just recap our last top 10 list from over a month ago when the season barely started. Um, going from 10th to 1st, Bayern Munich, Hellas Verona, Newcastle, Brighton, Spurs, Bayern Leverkusen, Union Berlin, AC Milan, Manchester City, and Real Madrid. Yeah, it's safe to say there's going to be a lot of changes. So who was first? First was Real Madrid. So we bump up City from second to first. Y'all agree? Yeah, maybe City not after the Newcastle loss. Maybe not after the Newcastle loss. No, wait, wait. Let, let's start from first. City? Are we on agreement with City? I feel like there's a better candidate. I mean, they did lose against uh, Newcastle in the in the cup. If I was going to put anyone over City, I'd say Inter Milan. Ooh. Uh, but they, they just left to Sassuolo, never mind. So they, they just left to Sassuolo, so never mind. Oh, yeah, 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 never mind. <laughs> um, never mind, never mind. Uh, Bayern? Bayern? No, maybe. Nah, 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 nah. But otherwise, it's City. I would uh, say... They have a much more significant, like... It's a lot more of a quality loss to lose to Newcastle than it is to lose to Sassuolo. Yeah. Honestly, a Bayern, I mean, that's a good the other, shout. Bayern's a good shout. Bayern. 
I mean, yeah, they they lost respectively to Leverkusen or not lost, you know, draw drawed. So they draw, but Leverkusen looks good this year. So. Yeah, so that's very respectable. And then yeah, they won the Champions League game. They're they're still in the DFB Pokal. That's the only lot or draw of the season. So yeah, I would go Bayern first, honestly, and then City second. What about Liverpool? Nah, 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 top three. Five wins, one draw, and they play Europa League and they didn't lose. I don't think for me. They no, played they won. Tottenham. Let, let, let me check that fact, though. Yeah, they won versus. Yeah, they beat Leicester. Yeah, so, I mean, oh, they're on their feet. It's still Liverpool, and they're looking, they're playing good quality football. Who was their draw against? Chelsea? And bro, they should be beating Chelsea. <laughs> so that was the first game of the season, though. Remember, that's the season, that's uh, the hype of Chelsea fans. They're like, yes, we're back. We got the right coach. And... <laughs> no, they should be. You know? Bro, no, I would say, City, I would then? say Bayern. Or Bayern, Bayern. Yeah, I would say Bayern, then Bayern. City second. Bayern City, all right. You agree, Aldo? I know you don't, but you know, do you have an opinion? Bayern and then City. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. All right, third place then. You know, this is where we can maybe put um, Liverpool, but also Inter Milan. Yeah, they just lost again. <laughs> um, Bro, but Inter is in first place. No, I think that's the Liverpool. Though. Yeah, I would say Liverpool, honestly. But arguably, before that loss and before the draw versus. Versus Social and Champions, they were the most informed team yeah. in Europe. Yeah, that's Which true. is the only reason I'm like, ah. I think Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, I think Liverpool third is safe. And then after that, I think is Inter. You know what? Yeah, that's a good place for them. I agree. That's, yeah, that's a good shot. All right, so we got the top five rounded out. Uh, Bayern, City, Milan, Liverpool, Inter. So now sixth place. I you know what? I, yeah, I was going to say either Barca or Real Madrid is a good place to put them here. Oh, I was gonna say Barca or Brighton. I'd say Barca. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd say Barca. Wait a minute. Nah, yeah, I would say Barca. Then maybe Real Madrid. I'd say, ooh, did I put Girona over Real Madrid? Honestly, at the moment, Girona. What about AC Milan? I would probably put AC Milan. Yeah. No, oh, dude, I put. Oh, but we got to put Bayer Leverkusen in here somewhere, too. Damn. <laughs> I'd put either right below Barca. I'd either put Brighton, Girona, or Leverkusen. So out of those three teams put... you mentioned, between Brighton, Girona, and Leverkusen, which, which one of those three do you think deserves to be higher? I think... I think Leverkusen. I think, think Brighton or Leverkusen, yeah, because... I would say Leverkusen just above Brighton just because Brighton did lose against Chelsea in the Cup. I guess, yeah. Leverkusen. All right, Leverkusen and then Brighton right below them? Or would you argue, argue Girona? No, I think Brighton. Right. And then I'd argue... Girona and eighth. Girona. Yeah. All right. How about this, y'all? Would y'all consider putting PSV, you know, six games undefeated in the Eredivisie, top of the table in the Eredivisie, anywhere in this list? The only loss of the season has been to Arsenal in the Champions League. But come on, that's Arsenal. Nah, PSV. That is a quality loss, but you also got to consider AC Milan and mm. Real Madrid. Yo. I'd say you have to consider those teams before. Even, do we're not, are we going to even give Dortmund any respect? Nah, not yet. <laughs> nah. Not yet. <laughs> I don't think so, bro. I'd argue, yeah, I'd argue Dortmund, Real Madrid, 
or AC Milan before I put PSV. All right, so we only got two spots I agree left. With that. So we might as well just round them off with um, Madrid and uh, and uh, AC Milan. No respect towards Dortmund. No, not yet. Not yet. It's too soon. So, so, so is that the list then? Well, did Real Madrid really deserve no to be in there after? Um, well, yeah, they beat Las Palmas two 0 I guess. Well, they're winning. That's mm. all that matters. I mean, bro, there's a lot of arguments because. How much spots do we have left, or is it done? It's we have two left. So who do who do, who do we have then? Would you put in Real Madrid and no? I didn't Milan? put. I uh we rounded the top five, and then five was Barcelona, six was Leverkusen, seven was Brighton, eighth was Girona. And then we got two spots left. Oh, because there's arguments for Tottenham, there's uh, arguments for Real Madrid, arguments for AC Milan, and arguments for Dortmund for those last two spots. So out of all those teams you mentioned, I feel like the most um, where are the inclusions are Real Madrid and Milan? And who? AC Milan. <laughs> yeah. Bro, Tottenham? Y'all not going to give them any respect, bro? They've had some quality wins. Two times. Tottenham, bro. They drew versus Arsenal. Oh, that's actually very respectable. They, that's a good point. Bro, they whooped Burnley 5-2. They beat Bournemouth. They beat United 2-0. Tried to Brentford. So the two draws have been Brentford and Arsenal. Bro, they lost to Fulham in the, in the cup on pens. Who? Fulham. Fulham beat them? Yeah, on pens. There goes their chance of a trophy this year. <laughs> no, no way, no way. Yeah? Yep, Fulham beat them, bro. All right, never mind. Don't argue myself. <laughs> okay. All right, so... Nine... It's because they've been playing good football. That's why I was arguing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they are playing good football. Don't get me wrong, but... Over my, like, if, if I had to choose between... Tottenham, Milan, and Real Madrid. Two of those teams, are, I would, it would have to be Real Madrid and AC Milan, bro. Not gonna lie. Yeah, respectable mention though to Spurs and Dortmund. But um, all right. So Madrid ninth, AC Milan tenth, or vice versa. Madrid ninth and AC Milan tenth, or the other way around. No, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. I think right. that's a good order. All right, let me read all the list. Madrid's here. loss was against their rival. Three to one, but Milan also lost against their rival. Five to, was it five nil? Yeah, five one. Five one, yeah. All right, let me read all the lists from tenth to the first. See if y'all agree. So, tenth is AC Milan. Ninth is Real Madrid. Eighth is Girona. Seven is Brighton. Six is Bayer Leverkusen. Fifth is Barcelona. Fourth is Liverpool. Third is Inter Milan, and then second is City. First is Bayern. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Anything else before we end it? All right. Well, guys, it was good to be back, and uh, hopefully we can be more consistent from here on out going forward. But, yeah, as always, y'all, thank you for listening, and hope you've enjoyed this episode and enjoy more episodes yet to come. Our 100th episode is next week or whenever we decide to record next week or next, so that's that'll be exciting. Um, yeah, thanks, everyone, that's been along in this journey. And as always, guys, make sure you like, follow, share, wherever you guys get your podcast. And we'll see you on the next one. Adios.